It's WPGC 95.5. I'm Reverend Tony Leon here with Gene Hoskins. Hey, brother, how you doing, man? What's going on, Reverend Tony Lee? Man, I cannot complain. I feel like it's almost spring outside, so I really can't complain. Man, it's a wonderful thing, right? I feel like, how did you feel when you came up out the wilderness? <laughs> God knows it. God knows it. But look, brother, um, I, I have just been blessed and, and paying attention to what the Lord's been doing in your ministry. Um, and you have a song out right now that's been blowing up Billboard um, called Make It With Jesus. Uh, uh, talk a little bit about that. I, I, I mean, it hit top 15 Billboard, brother. How does that feel? Man, as an independent artist, I've been so blessed and humbled. It was um, just a, a labor of love. I, I literally got my producer, Philip Bryant, who I'm pretty sure you all are familiar with. And we have, we were working on my album, which actually we'll talk about came out a few weeks ago, but that song was intentionally written to make, to be sure that, um, I, you know, I love the CCM sound. I like that's a, that's the thing that's going on. You know, people chanting, that's cool. And I like going contemporary. I go mall, but I just wanted something that was church, but like vintage church and it felt good in church and it felt good in the cookout uh and so it felt good in the skating rink or whatever but it's still the message of Jesus Christ was there and so me and Phil decided well I, I began to write the words and came to the studio and said this is what I'm hearing and he just kind of like the whiz kids started creating and I started writing he started creating and we have what we have now called making with Jesus and just a simple message that you know it don't matter if you lose everybody else if you have him that's all you need now, that's interesting to me because you're talking about um, having Philip Bryant uh, helping produce it and, and, you know, kind of produce the album. Now, what, what, does feel, what does it feel like? You've got a dude who currently is producing an album for Tamala Mann. Yeah. Who just yeah. produced your album. Hey, Miranda um, Curtis. He's Miranda doing Curtis, me. right. But see, the thing with Phil, Phil is so humble because not just gospel artists. Phil has, he has done albums for notable R&B and pop artists. That's right. That's and right. the thing I love about him is that he gives you the same respect. Um, he gives you the same 100% in his creativity. And I think what people are hearing, what we created was someone, uh, a producer who came with 100% heart and a, and a singer and artist who came with 100% heart. So all y'all hearing is just the marriage of two people whose hearts was in it. Um, and so I always will speak highly of him because he, he didn't cut any corners. Shout out Philip Bryant, um, shameless plug. He's a music minister at the Community of Hope AME Church where uh, the pastor is the Reverend Tony Lee. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Reverend Tony Hello. Lee. I'm here with Gene Hoskins right here on WPGC 95.5. Now, brother, talk a, a, talk a little bit about your album and then even talk about some of the folks who are on your album as well as some of the DMV folks on the album. Come on. You know, I love DMV. So then my album is Homecoming. It came out February 19, 2021. It uh, was it took three and a half years, uh, excuse me, three years, excuse me, three years to create this project. Um, me and Phil connected officially 2017, 2018, I believe, somewhere around there, and uh, we started working on it. I committed that I wanted to do a project that was unique, it was anointed, it had the message of Christ, but it was created. I feel like we're most like God when we are creating, right? He's creator, mm -hmm. so he's given us the power, ability to create. I said, there's too many things, not just in gospel, but period, artistically, that sound alike. And I said, well, if God is a creator, we have the ability to do it. And someone's going to be lazy. And so I said, well, God, don't allow me to be lazy with, with this particular assignment. So I took my time. I listened to Sound Wisdom. I connected with Phil. And we went on a journey to create this album. And Homecoming kind of began to shape when I realized the theme of a lot of my music 
was relationship redemption, restoration, and healing. Um, and so we begin to write from the perspective of the prodigal son and him coming back home and what that process would have been like and the guilt he probably felt and the shame he felt, but the love of the father that restored him back to what he was. Uh, one of my favorite parts about the story said when the prodigal son was coming home, the father met him on the road. Like he didn't let, he didn't get to the house, he met him on the road. And so I wanted that message like, you haven't done too much when the father won't meet you on your, your travel back. I wanted that in the song. Um, the people that joined me for the album, of course, is one of my all-time favorite independent artists, Brittany Wright. I credit her as being one of the greatest independent artists we've had in the last 20 years. Her first two albums were just staples for independent gospel artists. Um, Shout out Brittany Wright, who is once again at Community of Hope <laughs> Praise Leader, where the Reverend Tony Lee is the pastor. Shameless plug. I'm sorry. Go ahead, brother. It's okay. You know, I know she be killing over there. She would also help write on some of the album. And she, heard, she was a guest feature on a song called Unconditional Love. Um, and then you have Miranda Curtis, who was one of my mentors. And so she was on there for the greater name. Um, and you had a lot of just uh, DMV background singers, y'all comes to background singing, DMV is literally, in my opinion, second to none. It, you all are so professional and clean with it, um, and you're easy to work with. And so I utilized Denton, uh, Whitley, and Mosaic Sound, some of his background singers. We had Jimmy Johnson and some of uh, Monet and all of them kind of come in and give expertise as well. And so I was blessed to kind of have people on the album that really were the best of what they what they. That's incredible. Now, um, as we are moving into Holy Week, um, that you've got, so you've got Make It With Jesus blowing up the charts, but you've got a, a new song you're about to drop uh, right in the midst of this Holy Week season. Uh, talk a little bit about that. Yes, yeah, a song called Blood Love. Um, this one, this concept took a while too. I remember hearing, I remember being somewhere in an idea of, or the image of Christ being on the cross. And his blood streaming on his side was kind of in my mind. And I was like, man, can you imagine how much love it had to be for him to stay on the cross when he had the power to get down? And I said, it had to be so much love that it permeated from his body, meaning that when the blood spilled out, I, I can imagine that the blood was just full of love. Um, and so that idea of blood love came to me. And, and one of my favorite lyrics that says, uh, yes, it covers and it floods. You haven't done too much. You're still in reach of his touch. Um, so I just want people to understand, like, you know, at the end of the day, you could have done something to pray, but if you really, really repent, the blood would do the work. Um, and so that's that. That's the song I want to present. I want people to sing it and dance to it in resurrection service. Um, I know it's still kind of early on, so you may miss it this year, but add it next year. But the funny thing about the blood is it don't box out. So you may not sing it Easter, but you can do it summer, you know. So, yes, sir, that's blood love coming out. Now you talked about singing it. Um, you're also not just a musical artist, uh, but you're also um, you you also serve at a church. Talk a little bit about what it's been like, and then talk about what it's been like to serve during pandemic. Yeah, um, so I've been a praise and worship leader for 20 years. Now I'm 33 years old, so I can't say that the first 10 years I knew what I was doing. But hey man, thank God for the last 10 years. But I've been at the River Church here in Durham under Bishop Ronald Godby, and I've been serving there going on nine years. Um, I love it. You know, I'm a PK, so I've been singing for my parents and everybody for years. Uh, but this year was a little different because of the pandemic. Um, you had to, and I tell a lot of young praise and worship leaders, if 
you are driven by the energy from the crowd a lot of times. You're driven by the applause. This pandemic probably had to reset a lot of what you thought praise and worship was. Um, and so it was just amazing to kind of get back to the idea that whether it's two, three, zero people in the room, at the end of the day, this what I'm doing is for the audience of one and it's for God. Um, and if he's pleased, that's all that matters. And we noticed that we was getting more in debt or, or more just weighty glory in this season because we were, our focus is back on what was out. Um, and so that's been a beautiful thing. It's, it's been um, a labor of love. It's been a sacrifice to, we've literally been sick the entire pandemic. The only time I had off was when I actually contracted COVID last year, last March, 2020, as I was one of the first cases in North Carolina. That about a week and a half was the only time I was off. We literally have been, whether it was just one person leading to a track, but then we kind of, we added back three singers and we added about back six. But we've been singing on and off, I mean, excuse me, on the entire time, Reverend Lee. And so it's been a blessing to see God not only uh, still still meet us, but keep us, preserver, preserve us. And um, I'm just grateful for it. And, and so with that, so you've been a praise and worship leader, you said, two decades yes and so you've seen a lot yes. in praise and worship and yes. how and 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 the trends and how things have shifted etc mm-hmm. as you're thinking about uh when we're able to come out of uh this current situation and kind of head back to church what are your some of your thoughts on how things will shift um in praise and worship as we head back oh that's you know i was having a conversation with someone reverend lee um, I think there's going to have to be a, a, a period where we got to get people reacclimated to being in the house of God again. Um, I don't say necessarily protocols, but you know we kind of got to come a uh, deal with maybe people still having doubt or anxiety about you know the current pandemic of COVID nineteen. Also, people some we want to believe that people have been doing it at home, but some people may have not been worshiping at home, and so we may have to reteach them what it is, what worship is, what it looks like. Um, and, and also be understanding that the same people that left may not be the same people that came back because mm. uh, life may have happened. You don't know what happened to people the last year. People lost jobs, homes, family members. Um, and so just being gracious, being sensitive, being discerning, um, and just keeping your ear to the voice of God because he'll tell you what to say to his people. Now, you're also by profession a mental health professional. Yes, sir. Right. That's- You've got your own service um, in your own practice. Yes, sir. Um, in that then, uh, it's, it's beautiful how um, on this album, how your profession, how both professions collide. Yes. Um, and how your mental health kind of piece. And, and so I want you to talk a little bit about how about that collision and what came as a result of it. But at some point, I also wanted you to talk about kind of mental health in this COVID kind of pandemic season. Um, and, and as the church comes back, um, how it's going to need to be prepared, not just from praise and worship, but also from psychotherapy. And, 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 and so you got a couple of P's, you got the praise and worship, but you also got psychotherapy that's mm-hmm. going to be needing to happen. So to kind of talk about that stuff. Yeah, so by profession, I'm a psychologist, a master's level psychologist here in the state of North Carolina. I've been in mental health over 11 years. So I've dealt with uh, individuals who dealt with psychotic disorders, uh, mood disorders, um, substance abuse, I mean, everything. Uh, I've, I've, you know, recently just have a job where I managed about 50 other therapists. I was their clinical supervisor. 
Um, I've been currently running my own practice, Pizza Mind Psychological Services, for over about for two years. Um, and so mental health is super important to me. For so long, I was confused because I felt as though uh, when I graduated school, my mental health career started to advance. But at the same time, I was traveling the world with gospel artists who I still serve even to this day. So thanks to Jonathan Nelson, Miranda Curtis, artists who took me around the world. Like I was, music was progressing, mental health was progressing. And I was like, well, Lord, I feel like both are progressing. Is it one I need to stop? So the other can flourish. Like I was confused. I was like, how can these both uh, coexist? How can I make sure that I'm taking care of both of what you allow me to see? Um, and then I remember the Holy Ghost was like, but well, why do they have why do they have to be separate? Um, and so I remember I came up with an idea, it was definitely God inspired, to do something called gene therapy. And so what I do is I go to different churches, dominantly African American churches and spaces, and I discuss the intersection of spirituality, religion, and mental health. Um, a lot of times when I grew up church, God in Christ, right, you know, I grew up, you know, holding this Pentecostal. And so a lot of things we attributed to uh, a demonic possession or spirit. Um, and when I went in, into the profession, I realized there are such things as having a neuro, neurochemical imbalance, uh, a neurotransmitter deficit. And so I wanted to go be sure that, you know, a lot of times when we go in for diabetes, hypertension, we don't make that a spiritual thing only do that with mental health. And so I just, it's been my aim to make sure that I am educating our family, or educating us on mental health, on what that looks like. And so I begin to write music from that perspective. I, God began to give me ideas. And so a song called Deal that's on my album came as a result of my personal experiences, the experiences of my former clients, and um, it just being God-led. Um, I think it's super important to consider mental health in this current pandemic my pastor's been doing something really, really cool where he's been having me come in periodically just to discuss what it looks like. I've been discussing anxiety and, and depression during this time, what that looks like. I've been talking about self-care. I've been talking, excuse me, about how we're going to navigate ourselves in this space. I've been talking about trends we've been seeing, right? Reverend Lee, in a pandemic, of course, because most people have been in home uh, with a lot of you know their family members, we've seen an increase in domestic violence and substance use. We've seen um, an increase in anxiety and depression. And so just showing, uh, educating the saints on those signs, because we're saints, we still have to live in the world around us. How do we make sense of a world around us as spiritual people? So now, to talk about that song one more time, because it's <laughs> dropping when? Yeah, so I'm literally releasing promo for that at the end of April, but May is Mental Health Awareness Month. Mm -hmm. and the name of the song is called Deal. Um, and I remember one time I was praying, and, and if, I, if I could be completely transparent, you know, I suffered childhood abuse and, uh, and, and a transgression, and it really impacted me. And I remember just going through my own process of healing. And one day I remember saying, well, Holy Ghost, you know, Lord, thank you so much. I feel like I'm healed. You know, I feel like I can do this again. I feel like I can love again. And all the ghosts, the spirit, the spirit told me, he said, just because it's quiet doesn't mean it's dead. Mm. Um, and I said, God. I said, what? He said, just because it's quiet don't mean it's dead. He said, you need to identify, be real, cut the head off of it, and then declare it's dead. Um, and so I began to process, okay, what, why did I think this? Or kind of how did we get here? And I realized, wait a minute, this is what I do with my clients in therapy. I said, so let me merge them together. You know, and so I began to write, uh, a line came to me, for every broken space to every empty space, 
place, excuse me, there is a grace for you to face it and be free. Meaning God has given us the grace to do the things we should have dealt with. Mm. You have to take the first step and go to therapy. He's going to support you with the tools that's available to you. Oh, God. Brother, thank you so much. You have blessed me today. This is Reverend Tony Lee. I'm here with Gene Hoskins. And man, his album right now, Homecoming, you have got to go pick it up. Don't get it for me. Pick up an album, stream it, do whatever you can do. It no all bootleg. That's all I mean. No bootleg. Hold it. No bootlegging, but <laughs> every digital legal outlet. Amen, somebody. Amen. Every outlet that is paying him residuals. Amen. Um, I need y'all to go and check it out. It's called Homecoming. His name is Gene Hoskins. Um, and we are just excited about what the Lord is doing um, in his life and how God is using his music ministry uh, to reach out to the kingdom of God in so many different ways. Brother, thank you so much for spending thank this you so time much, with man. We appreciate you. We pre- I appreciate you all. Thank you so much. And y'all take care. And connect with me. I want to talk to you. How can folks connect with you? And where can they go? Yeah, sure. On uh, Instagram, I am Gene Hoskins. I talk back, you know, when it's respectful. Absolutely, amen. Uh, and Facebook, Gene Hoskins. Um, or you can follow my music page, Gene Hoskins Music, on Facebook. And then YouTube, Gene Hoskins. So it's pretty straightforward. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Gene Hoskins. This is Reverend Tony Lee of the Sunday Morning Hope. It's WPGC, the DNA.